Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of the, no, 43? Are we on for, yeah, it's 43 now of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. <laughs> on this podcast, if you've, it's your first time here, we talk about movie, entertainment, gaming news that happened over the week, and what we watch or played over the week as well. Nevertheless, I'm one of the co-hosts, Barry, here with my other co-host. My name is Craig. And we will always start, as we always do, with the news for this week and as we mentioned before and i'll say it again we're in the slow week i do have hitman 3 to play this week so that'll be fun (laughs) i'll have something else to talk about here but uh no planned segments for me this week i know i've had it the past two weeks so (laughs) taking a week off it's okay yeah so we'll we'll see how everything goes here but first off because i don't believe we mentioned it last week the new pokemon snap yeah trailer came out First off, it's coming out April 30th, so we're not exactly incredibly far, but I would have liked it out sooner if it was personally me. Craig, what are your impressions on the demo first? So, um, at first I was a little worried, like when the trailer came out, the new trailer, um, I didn't really see any of the original Pokemon, unless I missed some. Did I miss some? I, there is Pikachu, of course. Okay, yeah. A pincer. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, so I was a little nervous about that, but... I think it's going to be, you know, I, I'm excited for it. Um, I just hope that it's not like super stripped down and bare, you know, um, it has kind of that same art style as like the let's go Eevee did. Let's go Pikachu. I feel like, so I hope they're not like dumbing it down. I don't know if you can, because the original Pokemon snap was literally on rails and you were just taking photos, but, um, I want it to be really good. I'm not expecting like game of the year contender here, but I'm expecting to spend a decent amount of time with it and relive my childhood. The only thing that will be missing is the ability to go to Blockbuster to print out photos. I thought it was Burger King. Mm, It was Blockbuster. (laughs) It may have been a Burger King, but I always went to Blockbuster. All right. I never did that as a child, so I wouldn't know uh, the whole printing it out. I'm hoping that Nintendo does some fun way of being able to print them out anyway. That like, would be cool. Yeah. It, like technology so far advanced, you should be able to send it in an email or something to yourself, <laughs> yeah. and then you can print it out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I would think they'd probably do something along that line. Um, but yeah, I until I have it actually in my hand, I'm not going to like get myself super, super excited for it. Um, just because I feel like it's going to be toned down a little bit. Yeah. From, from everything I saw from the trailer one, I think this is probably one of the best looking switch games from the trailer, at least that I've seen, Mm -hmm. which is saying something because you'd think like the switch isn't that good at really bringing out perfect graphics or, you know, hardcore frame rates or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But after watching that trailer, I went, wow, this game looks pretty. That was kind of my first thought there. Two, it really doesn't need to do much for me to like it. I'm like, I'm probably one of the few that are okay with. It really doesn't need to change much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just need to be able to take pictures, kind of have fun events that you can find out and discover on your own, and and be and be able to tell me my photograph is sucky. <laughs> in the most demeaning way possible because i remember professor oak in the first one was kind of like 
uh, you were close or yeah. something like that. <laughs> like it was when you when you got a really bad one or something. He kind of said mean. it to you in a, yeah, in a mean <laughs> way. And if he can keep that, I'll be, uh, I think, or whatever professor this is, we'll have fun with it. But I did a little bit of research and according to and according to some YouTubers like Jay Wits, they're saying that at the end trailer where that meganium was lit up, they call that like a luminous event, which is something that can be unlocked in the game. And I just, if I hope there's tons of more of those, cause it's always fun. Like the dark setting with the really super luminous colors and bright colors. And they're not really shiny Pokemon, but they kind of are just glow up and glow in the dark versions of them, I guess. Yeah. And you know, I'm prop. I love Meganium, even though that Pokemon is really pathetic in almost every way when it comes to playing competitively or playing Pokemon in general. But regardless, um, it's nice to see Meganium get some screen time, and I just hope that the that this Luminous event is something that happens more often than once. I guess. Yeah, I just needed to have some sort of like replayability, you know, because like if not, you're going to get through this game probably pretty quickly. So as long as they, you know, it's fun enough that you want to play it multiple times. And if they, you know, take the time to do some updates to it, some sort of like maybe some timed events or something, that could be pretty cool. Uh, I have good. Um, so a sad one for me is that Hogwarts Legacy got delayed out of this year. Um, kind of bummed about that. I really thought it was going to come out this year. It is not. They're aiming for 2022 at this point. I should have known when we haven't heard literally anything since that trailer that it wasn't going to come out, but it was one of the few that I was like holding on hope to for this year. Do you think this game is a next gen only release now? I hope so. I really do. I I know it takes a while for people to get on board with next gen and especially this time around when they're still like almost impossible to get, but I really want to start seeing some of this next gen capability and we're not going to get that until we start getting these games that you can only play on next gen. So I hope so. Yeah. For, for the most part, you know, I'm not as hyped as everybody else is about this game. I like Harry Potter, but not, I'm not a crazy fan or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, you know, I I think Hogwarts legacy probably looked at what cyberpunk did (laughs) And then yeah. probably went, yeah, let's just give ourselves more time just mm-hmm. to just to be safe. And that's good for them. What from what it looks like, Hogwarts Legacy is pretty ambitious for what it's doing with the Harry Potter franchise. So if that's the case, then all the time that they need, hopefully just makes turns it out to be a better product. But, you know, a quick tip. I wouldn't give anybody a month until you absolutely know <laughs> Correct. That, it's, that it's running cleanly. I think, I think gamers don't mind the surprise of, you know, being known in less than a month that a game is coming out. Nintendo kind of does it pretty, uh, does that I think pretty often. Yeah. Maybe not a month or two months where you, when you know the game's complete, you go, okay, it's going to be available everywhere in, you know, a month, two months or something like that. And, I think that would end up saving a lot of people heartbreak for when, you know, knock on wood that this game does not get inevitably delayed again. Yeah. And I'm starting to, it may just be me, but I'm starting to get a little nervous about what exactly we're going to have this year to play. Uh, There's a lot of games floating out there, but like very, very little 
confirmed dates and even some of those are starting to get pushed. So I'm hoping that like we had such a good year last year. I'm hoping this isn't a down year and it can continue it. But honestly, like we went through the stuff coming out um, last time and there's just not a whole lot confirmed. Yeah, they all have just tentative dates on them, which yeah. you know, it's, it's smart by them because they don't know when the game's actually going to be ready. But right, you know, let's let's just hope that everybody else can kind of stick to their dates because I we also still don't know how how far along these games are and whether or not COVID and state issues with you know being at work and not being at work, all that kind of stuff definitely takes into the effect of what can and can't be done in a certain amount of time and whether or not the game will be done yeah next one for me is going to be ubisoft is making a star wars game and it's a little bit more than that too uh lucas films kind of announced uh their own gaming division now with a trailer that came out and it showed off all the previous games and disney slash star wars came out and said that you know while the EA contract has been fruitful for them. They are going to be looking to other developers to continue to develop and make Star Wars games, which I just think is good on Disney's part. Yep. EA doesn't need any more money and <laughs> they've they've proved that, you know, especially with Battlefront 2 and the whole loot box fiasco, you EA just seems to kind of make anything that can be put with loot boxes and try to make as much money as they can off of it, which doesn't look good for the Star Wars franchise. And right. while recently with Squadrons and Fallen Order, you know, things have looked very good for them uh, with it. I just think it's safe to say on Disney's side that they want to look to other developers to create more unique experiences with Star Wars. And if you're a Star Wars fan, that's a good sign. Yeah, I love Star Wars and the news that they're getting away from EA was such a wonderful news to my ears. I love Fallen Order, but they definitely need to get away from EA. And then, you know, them announcing this open world game and saying it's the developers who did the division is another plus in my book because I really enjoyed the two division games. Um, I kind of fell off them after a little while, but like I put a ton of time into those games and I think that style would work very well for a Star Wars game. So I'm super pumped. I'm going to assume this is a couple of years at least off. So I won't hold my breath to see it like next year or anything like that, but I'm super pumped. I will take all the Star Wars games. Um, I love me some Star Wars. Yeah, I guess the one thing to kind of think about is how you're going to make like bullet spongy characters. Because yeah. I guess in pretty much Star Wars, you know, a a light, if you if you're a person with a lightsaber you're slashing through someone in one hit unless it's another jedi or some sort of robot or you know the introduction of beskar being you know lightsaber repellent in a way yeah um i would i would prefer me personally i would prefer this game to not have lightsabers at all um i don't know if they can do that but like especially if it's the division developers like there's enough in the star Wars universe, as far as like, uh, guns go that you can make it interesting and have a good variety. So I don't know. I would prefer not to see it, but again, that'd be probably kind of hard to do. Yeah. And just, here's a thought just cause this kind of came to me while we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I've really wanted a remake of Republic commando for yeah. the original Xbox. And I think that type of game would go perfectly 
mm-hmm. in the division universe. It's four people, which you usually play in the division. Yep. And you're going through levels and everything like that. And you know what? Yeah, the more I think about it, the more that kind of thing makes sense. Where maybe this is a division style type two of Republic Commando, and I will be all for it. I'll be all <laughs> over that game. If, yeah. If that's the case. Yeah, I'm just more excited. I mean, I'm really excited for this, but more excited once they get other developers going, like what other type of Star Wars games we could get. Um, And we kind of branch out just from the same. I feel like we got the same generic Star Wars games from EA for years besides Fallen Order. Yeah, and you're primarily right about that. And I'm, I'm also hoping that this is kind of a... I'm, I'm guessing a statement to other developers as well, just because as you guys know with me, I have a sick obsession with this Madden this year, even <laughs> though it's pretty bad. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the sports community, especially with Madden, that NFL needs to break off their contact or their contract with EA. And you can still let EA make Madden, but also let 2K games yeah. make uh make sports games again you know competition is better for everyone look at fifa and pez you know while there is a exclusivity contract when it comes to the premier league teams on fifa you those games i feel like are constantly trying to push each other to do something more or get better you know fifa tends to be a lot of gameplay where pez tends to be the pretty much the best looking soccer game you can find especially when you zoom in pretty close so I'm hoping that a mega conglomerate of a company like Disney slash Star Wars doing this will also, you know, tell the NFL, hey, you know, if they're doing this, we should probably try to and see what happens. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, you just sign another exclusivity contract. What's the big deal? <laughs> That's true. Uh, the only other story I have is everybody freaking out about the uh vampire lady in resident evil village did you see that uh i did not (laughs) okay so please so we have on the 21st which is uh i think that's what thursday um resident evil is doing a like a live stream event for resident evil village the next game coming out uh but they have released some photos from the game and the one that everybody's latching onto is this vampire lady that seems to be the main villain um in this new game but she's actually nine feet tall, um, which is weird. And she's just like the creepiest in a, in a different kind of way. Like, you know, she's going to be terrifying, but everybody's been freaking out that like, she just seems like a super cool villain. Um, somebody like if you played resident evil seven, you had the uh, father of the family that kind of followed you around nonstop for a while, kind of like yeah. a nemesis or uh, you know, something along those lines. So a nine foot tall, pale skinned vampire lady in like a big hat could be extremely terrifying. So I'm excited to hear more about her, but it kind of took over a bunch of like gaming websites. How everybody was like, this person looks so cool. (laughs) I guess we're just star for news. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take a look at it for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But again, Thursday, we're going to have the big live stream reveal. um, So we'll get some more info finally, because I don't know if that has a release date yet, does it? It's supposed to be this year. I know that. Yeah, it's supposed to be this year, but there is no release date. Okay. that's I'm super pumped for that. If that gets pushed, I'm going to be devastated. (laughs) 
And just two smaller stories sure. for me. Uh, the first one's going to be Asus is now coming out with the first monitor that is HDMI 2.1 and is also 4K gaming. I know a lot of streamers and a lot of people who prefer to play games at their desk, which there are a, dec- there are a lot of people that would prefer to do that, are looking forward to this because this is kind of the first monitor that can take advantage of the new next-gen consoles because the next-gen consoles don't su- uh, support DisplayPort. So expect if if you're looking to get a monitor that can do it this one is going to be the one but you also need to be prepared that this monitor right now is pro it's not being sold yet but you will probably have a very hard time getting it i'll probably almost as hard of a time as getting an xbox or a playstation themselves <laughs> yeah did they release a price on it or not there no i don't believe i saw okay. a price on the site yet what size was it a 32 inch Oof. okay so um, it, it's pretty good. much perfect for like yeah. a college student who yeah. doesn't? Who's not really looking for cable TV because, of course, monitors don't have cable tuners or anything like that. Right. But that would, um, for for a lot of gamers and people who stream, you know, that's going to be a good option for them. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it looks like with uh, next gen consoles plugged into it. Yeah, at twenty at thirty two inches, you know, four K doesn't really make that much of a difference. But I know a lot of people just want the peace of mind of knowing they're getting the best out of you know, the $500 console they just spent money on and undoubtedly more when you buy all the games. So. <laughs> yeah. So we have that. And I know we talked a little bit about it, but the Cyberpunk apology kind of came out and broke a lot of news mm-hmm. as of late, just because one, you know, they mentioned that they were sorry that it wasn't the developer's fault. It was the board of directors. One, people are selling Cyberpunk disc games for $30 already. Yeah. So, I saw that today. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's interesting to see all the kind of saga that's going on in here, but Cyberpunk is continuously getting updated still. And, you know, the the creators are trying to support it in the best way they can. The next gen versions will be coming out, which I really don't know how much better they can get. If I'm being completely honest, the, yeah. the game looks pretty already besides the fact that it's buggy and very unplayable on the current gen consoles. So uh, it, what kind of just makes me angry about this is people are very angry at CG Pro- CD project red. Like everybody's clamoring and begging for this game and they finally release it to you. And yes, they didn't do a good job of explaining the state that the game was currently in when they were showing it off. But again, the people suing them, like this is, I don't know, it, it all goes too far for me. You know, we all make mistakes and uh, people and a group of people that any group of people for this matter are not an exception to that. Everybody makes mistakes and, you know, hopefully CD Product Red learns from this. Yep. And learns that you don't give out specific dates for a game anymore until you absolutely know it's, you know, it's good to go. Yeah, I think it's become pretty obvious that if it would have been up to the developers, they would have delayed it again. Um, but I don't they didn't have that option. It had been delayed too many times. The board wanted it out. And that's where we're at. Um, I still think it's fixable. Uh, I still think, you know, that next gen version they got to come out with something big for that to, for justify people to want to play it again, I think. So, yeah, yeah, they are kind of the cautionary tale now for all developers. Don't give a date. Um, it also shows how quickly you can ruin your reputation in the gaming industry. They went from being pretty much, if not the most beloved, one of the top ones to being hated 
I don't hate them, but they just they drop so far so fast. It's crazy. Yeah. And I can only hope from here that CG Product Red does better just because Cyberpunk yep. and The Witcher, I think, are both good games, despite mm-hmm. the fact that they were both buggy when they came out. Yep. So CG Product Red just got to look at it, go back to the drawing board and whatever <laughs> next game they make, they, they, they'll they do a good job. They'll they'll come back and be better. I think they'll probably go with DLC for a decent amount of time with this game. I mean, they did with The Witcher 3, but yeah, I, 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 I think they'll come out with DLC. But that does it for our news this week, and now we're going to go to games, which there really isn't a lot of new games to be played, but I do have a couple that I kind of tried out on computer and updates and that kind of thing. So, Greg, I'll let you go first for this segment. Okay. Uh, first game I played today, or not today, this past week, was 13, uh, which is a remake of a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah, it was PlayStation 2 way back in the day. Um, back then when it came out, I don't know if anybody really has nostalgia for this game. I enjoyed it when it came out. It was kind of a different style for a first person shooter at the time. It's done in a comic book style, um, that kind of artwork. And then like if you kill somebody and he falls off a ledge, you see like the awe lettering follow him down. Um, So at the time, I thought it was pretty cool. So I was I wouldn't say I was like excited to try this out, but I was, you know, cautiously optimistic. Uh, But. I, I believe when this game came out I think a month or two ago, um, the reviews were not great. And you can tell that, you know, they didn't put a lot of work into this. Um, I don't remember how well the game handled back in the day, but it does not handle well at all. Um, I had like, you know, performance issues, which is crazy because it doesn't look that great. It shouldn't be that taxing, especially if I'm playing it on a Series X. Uh, but definitely not a game that needed to be re did remade um i'm not sure why they did and i can't imagine that they're making their money back on this one so it's a solid pass for me um again if you have any nostalgia for this game i feel like i'm probably the only one who remembers the original one um (laughs) i guess you can try it out you could probably find it pretty cheap now but if you have never played the original don't have any love for the original you can just kind of skip right over that one interesting i don't i definitely don't remember that game at all (laughs) i don't think most people do (laughs) so games played for me this week first off i'll start i got i got back in touch with some of my uh, with some of my friends that have been playing computer games so i downloaded a lot of games from like the xbox game uh game store because i have uh game pass ultimate Mm -hmm. still the best deal in gaming definitely get it yep so this week we played haster uh sorry master chief not haster chief (laughs) master chief uh collection for the most part you know i know this is a i know this is an older game but from my point of view one of halo still looks pretty good despite its age yeah we still you know we're still waiting on infinite it should be out sometime in the holiday season of this year but halo 4 and games like that don't look half bad and we were playing on Legendary Campaign, which it, I remember it being a lot harder when I was younger, and I'm not having as hard of a time anymore. Maybe I was just a dumb kid. You know, <laughs> that, that seems to be something I go back to, like, oh, you know, games I used games that used to be hard are now easy because my brain's not as small. So <laughs> Master Chief Collection does a lot. Like they even have a season pass now when it comes to getting camo on your guns on your armor and everything like that it's a cool little feature that i'm not you know 
there are too many season passes now for me. Yeah. So this is not one I'm interested in at all. But Master Chief Halo Collection is I'm I'm having fun with it so far, and you know it's nice to go back into these games, and I I see why people love them because for me I never had that Halo love that everybody has, but I can see why this game you know this game was once regarded as kind of the face of gaming especially back in the early 2000s with the xbox 360 yeah i remember trying to beat halo 2 on legendary way back when and i feel like that was pretty rough we still agree that it's the hardest uh the halo 2 is the hardest like campaign on legendary yeah the other ones are not nearly as hard at least from what what my what my friends that i was talking to was saying yeah, I don't think I ever tried to do Halo 4 on Legendary. It'd be interesting to try out. I went through, when that first came out, the Master Chief Collection, I beat the first one on Legendary, and then I started the second one and quickly remembered how hard it was, and I think that's where I kind of fell off. Um, but that's still such a, in the state it's in now, such a good thing to play. When it originally came out, it was not in a good state. But like they did such a good job remastering, making those games look very, very pretty. So, and you can get it for free on the Game Pass. Such a cool deal. Yeah, and but be forewarned that a lot of these games are very, a lot of gigabytes. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I downloaded Gears 5 as well because we were, uh, my friends on computer wanted to play that campaign, and I already had, so mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal to me there. And like gears of war was like 160 gigabytes and master chief halo collection was like 150 as well so you know luckily i have a clear ssd for just (laughs) such an occasion but i didn't expect to be front loading it with uh with xbox properties (laughs) yeah i think even on the on the xbox itself it's like 120 or 30 gigs it's big yeah yeah it's uh okay so couple other ones. Um, I did start Valhalla, but I only played like an hour, so I don't have like a de- definitive decision on that. Um, but the reason I started that was because I did it. I finally beat Cyberpunk. Um, it is complete, not 100%, but I did complete the story. Uh, over the past weekend, I kind of told myself like enough messing around. Um, I'm getting a little tired of this game. Let me just go through the main story missions, get to see the ending, and then I can go back if I want to and do the side stuff. So what I found was when I went and did the main story that I was almost done anyway. I was like two or three missions from being done. So we had talked a little bit, not on here, but in person that I really think that if you were to just mainline the story, you could probably have it done in about 10 to 15 hours. I'm going to have it done by the next podcast. (laughs) So it's really like for an open world RPG, it's not long at all. It's just the fact of all the side missions and, and gigs and stuff that they throw at you is you can easily spend over a hundred hours on this game if you want to. But if you just want to see the main story, it really doesn't take that long. Now there are a ton of different endings and that all depends on the amount of time that you spent with these side characters and it will depend on what kind of decisions you get to make. Um, so I think you do still need to spend some time with the side missions probably ended up around the 30 to 35 hour mark for me, but 
Um, the ending that I got, which I did kind of look up the endings afterwards, and I guess the one I got was what's considered one of the good ones. Um, okay. I thought it was the story itself, I think, is really good. I enjoyed it. Um, the, you know, the romantic option that I chose, which was Pan Am, I really enjoyed. I think she was a great character. And for the most part, I like I I think it's a very, very well thought out and done story that just gets weighed down by the unnecessary stuff that CD project read through in there to extend the amount of the game. Um, they did the same thing with the Witcher. Um, but I feel like with the Witcher, people were more willing to stay in that world. And this one, people are not. So I don't know if they just thought that like, Oh, this game's not long enough for our standards. Let's just throw a bunch of random stuff, but man, your phone does not stop going off in this game ever. That's why I originally, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm just ignoring it all. I don't care. I'm just going to do what I need to do because I like spending time with Johnny Keanu Reeves and he's the main storyline. So that's what I'm going to go with Johnny and Pan Am were the only two people I really cared about in this game. So, yeah. you know, I, I tell myself like, Hey, I can always go back later and do the side missions if I really want to. But I think everybody kind of fools themselves that saying that they're going to go back. I really don't think I will. I might when like the next gen free upgrade comes out. That might be a reason for me to jump back in. But DLC, I'll probably check out. It depends on what it is. Uh, there's been some rumors that it might re resolve like revolve around Jackie and like that time that they kind of fast forward through at the beginning. Yeah. And if, if they did something like that, I would totally be on board with playing that because I really like Jackie as a character. Yeah, he's uh, an absolute man. He's an absolute bro. He is. But um, in the state it's in now, if you're not playing on a, a next gen console, it's definitely not an is a no go for me. But if you're playing on, you know, a Series X or a PlayStation 5 or I think even like a One X or a PS4 Pro, I really think that like especially right now, the $30 price point is is totally worth it. Um, I enjoyed my time that I spent with it. Not enough to want to do everything, but I think it's a, a good game. And I think me putting it as an honorable mention for game of the game of the year that we did is probably fair. Yeah. So you should probably finish it so that we can yeah. finally do this in depth dive, I guess. Yeah. And I, I'm going to finish it this weekend. I also probably plan on inviting some other people on as well, because mm -hmm. We kind of scraped the way we're going to go through it. We're going to kind of scrape the bones of the game yep. where I do have a couple of my friends who spent like a hundred hours in this game and that kind of thing. So hopefully I can get them booked and get a time for, get a time for all of us to talk about that game because I think it's probably one of the more polarizing discussions that really anybody can have. Yeah. Um, I think what could be interesting too, if we did that is we probably will all have different endings, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So we all have our own little experience with it. Yeah. So for for my next game, then, I, I just wanted to do a quick update on Valhalla. I don't mm -hmm. know if I mentioned this last podcast, but I was making a lot of progress in Valhalla, and the story is good. But I reached a point in the game where you get sent to another area, and it's very big, and I got overwhelmed. So I didn't even touch Valhalla the past <laughs> week. So... 
it's it's not a bad thing on Valhalla's part. Ubisoft has always been known for doing this type of game because it's the same thing with Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. It's this insanely large map and just with hundreds of things to do. And if you get overwhelmed by it, you're never going to finish the game. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and finish that game too. But because that's only a little short spiel, I'm going to go into I played golf with friends this week. Yeah. And it is such a fun little like <laughs> mini game type thing like it's just the it's it's just the type of fun that you know among us brings you know you and your friends are just playing mini golf and the courses and golf with friends are kind of nuts in that there's jumps you need to make and that there's you know they're spinning wheels and everything like that like the game is just fun to figure out and can be very frustrating in a way but the the game's fun you can do fun stuff and play different modes so it's not just kind of you know if you find mini golf boring there are other modes to make it more fun so golf with friends golf with friends i can tell you is a fun time with friends (laughs) i think i played it a little bit but i never actually played it with anybody else so um it could be a good time i should probably check it out again yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to the power and what indicates like how fast the ball's going. Because sometimes, you know, you're you're only doing it half power, but the ball shoots across the field. So it's kind of it's kind of difficult to get a hold on what the like the power bar is for the for the golf balls. But you know, you you dress your golf balls up in weird stuff. Like mine <laughs> mine wears a snorkel. All right. Fun to see like my little snorkel golf ball go across. It's it's the small <laughs> things that can I guess bring happiness when it's 2021 and we're still suffering in this age. So <laughs> it's yeah, I'm just it, it's a fun little game and I can see why, you know, a lot of people and I know a lot of popular like YouTube personalities play this game with friends and it's because it's chaotic fun. Yeah. And when when you got a group set when you got a good group of friends you can definitely have fun with it <laughs> uh so last week i didn't have any new updates on the vr front so this week i do um i picked up pistol whip um which on paper is a pretty cool idea it's uh still you know at its core you're shooting enemies as you kind of go on a I guess a track, right? Uh, but the difference to this, as opposed to like a super hot or something like that, is it's rhythm based and it goes to the beat of the music. Or you're supposed I remember, to. Yeah, I remember seeing other uh, other people play this game. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's interesting at first, like first time I played it, I was just kind of shooting everybody as they came along, and I was like, man, I'm getting bad grades. I'm getting like C's and D's. What's going on? Until I realized, like, oh, you're supposed to actually shoot on the beat. And that's where you get better at it and, you know, start getting those multipliers going. Uh, So it's pretty cool. I like rhythm based games. Um, Shooting stuff in VR is fun. I just have like some minor, I guess, gripes with it. The fact that I'm holding these hand controllers, one in each hand. But in the game itself, you're only using one gun. So you're just kind of like holding the other one in your hand and never using it. The other controller. So I thought that was kind of a bummer. Like if I could use two guns, that would make me feel pretty cool. But, uh, you know, there's like a easy, medium, hard for each level, which is a song. Each level is a song. And, you know, easy is way too easy. So medium is good. Normal, I think is what it's called. And then I went up to hard 
And when you get up to hard um, and they're shooting back, like there might be a bunch of people shooting and you're like dodging with your head and then shooting to the beat and you're processing all this. It's the closest you're going to feel to John Wick, I think. Um, <laughs> and they kind of lean into John Wick a lot in this game. You get to pick from a bunch of different guns and you can put like colors and different like camos on it and stuff. But there is a section of guns called the Baba Yaga collection. So obviously they're leaning into it pretty heavy, but uh, it definitely makes you feel pretty cool. Again, another game that if somebody peeks in on me, I probably look like an idiot. But, you know, when you're immersed in it, you feel like you're you're John Wick and you're just murdering hundreds of people. And it's a ton of fun. So another hit. I really haven't had any bad experiences yet in VR, but I'm going to add that to the list of things you should probably buy. Yeah, that's really cool. I remember seeing mm -hmm. other people play this game, and I can't. Re I guess I, I could have swore there was a mode or something, or maybe it's a mod where you get to shoot with two guns. But maybe there is, uh, and I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but you're right. I do, I I'm looking back at some of the stuff now, and it's all one gun. Yeah, and it would. I I feel like it would kind of be a little lackluster. You know, you're bobbing, dodging bullets, yep. and, but you only have one gun. You should just have both of them, and you just kind of. Yeah, you can around. aim both ways, and like. I mean, even with one, there's times where, you know, there's a pretty heavy aim assist in the game. You can turn it off and they kind of hint at it if you want like a real challenge. But if you're even remotely close, you're going to hit the person you're aiming at. So, you know, there's times where, especially on hard, you may be, there may be like 10 people on screen and you're shooting like eight or nine and then the last one's behind you. So you kind of do the like not even looking behind you shooting. And when it hits, it feels real cool. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> My final game for this week is going to be Uno. Uh, nice. there's, not a, there's not a lot to say, but uh, with Uno, you know, I, I was playing this game with friends again, and I haven't played Uno in a long time. And I was surprised to find out that there are different like types of Uno in this game. There's like Rabbids Uno, which okay. has like completely different wild cards to the game and makes everything kind of chaotic. But I know it's short, but if, if you don't have Uno and you have friends, you know, you should definitely have Uno and play and play it with your friends. The the games can either go long or you can play around and be done with it. Like it's kind of up to you how you play. But the added modes I'm interested to explore more into because this we played a couple games of this rabbits mode and it's the weirdest thing. Like there's just <laughs> these different wild cards that do really different things when it comes to when it comes to uno and makes you think a little bit harder and also kind of keeps you from being like predictable because some of these cards you have no idea what they're doing and i like that fun in that i go okay this card i can place let me just see what it does and on some of the things you know it's like a wild card where if the next person can't like play a card they not only have to draw one but draw two more automatically like it's it's weird how they change up the game and how they make it more chaotic but uh, uno's fun and if it, it's definitely a must-have on, <laughs> on everybody's console i can always play some uno and i feel like i've seen a lot of streamers playing this recently um i know i played a ton of it on like the xbox 360 back in the day but for whatever reason i feel like it's getting popular again and like there's nothing wrong with that like Uno is such a good time. So I could get back on a, an Uno thing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have any other games that I played. That was all of them. 
All right, so we're going to go into movie slash TV shows this week. Um, I know we both watched WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Vikings is still really good on my end. And did you watch any other movies or anything like that? Yeah, so I watched uh, Outside the Wire on Netflix, which is the first of all those bazillion movies that they announced that they were going to come out with this year. Um, stars Anthony Mackie. And uh, I guess brief summary of the movie uh anthony mackie is in the military but he is a robot um and he gets a he chooses a new partner who is a drone pilot that gets i guess uh has to make a decision and he ends up killing two marines but saving like 30 or 40 other marines but anyway um he uses him as his partner and it's just kind of like this at its heart, it's a war movie, kind of like a Black Hawk Down or something like that, but with a sci-fi twist because there's a lot of like robots and drones in this movie. And it starts off very, very strong for me. Um, has a lot of good action set pieces. Anthony Mackie gets to do quite a bit, which I feel like he got a decent amount in the Marvel movies, but not as much as he probably should have. So it was cool to see him get to be, you know, just play like the badass uh, but about like halfway through the movie, it kind of lost me <laughs> and it got real boring real quick. Um, and I was just not really on board with where it went after that. So I guess for like a mindless action movie, it's fine. But plot wise, I really wasn't that into it. Okay. So I think in general, the rule should be if it's a sci fi movie on Netflix, it's probably not going to be that good. Maybe <laughs> I really haven't seen a good sci fi movie on Netflix yet. So. First one of the million that they're going to release this year was a solid, eh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess the one thing that I haven't gotten to that I didn't actually get to mention yet was the fact that there are talks that Chris Evan is going to return as Captain America. Right. And it's sort of news. I know it's off topic, but we usually do the news first for that. I'm interested to see if this works out and how they work Chris Evans back into the MCU. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel bad for, and the reason I thought of this is because Anthony Mackie is supposed to be the new Captain America. Right. But if, if Chris Evans works out, then how is it, how is this going to work? How are they going to um, work him back in a, in a way that makes sense? And it was kind of a surprise for me to hear this news. Cause I remember back, I think even, I think around the time age of Ultron came out, there were all the reports and everything that, okay, Chris Evans is done. He doesn't want to do this anymore. You know, he's tired. He wants to do other movies. And then I guess it's just like, he realizes one, how much money these movies make two how many kids probably look up to him. Mm-hmm. and three just how powerful these movies are to a lot of people so it uh it it's it has to be really annoying for writers to now have to if this deal goes through and he comes back as uh captain america you know how they're supposed to make that work and yeah you know i feel bad for anthony mackie because it's probably his chance to really do something with it but I yeah i i feel like they would already have the you know the roadmap for what they want to do laid out um so i would think that if they were going to bring chris evans back they already had an idea for him um i saw online like one idea that was floated out there was you know it'd be cool to get like a show based on him 
taking all the stones back, right? Because they gloss over that quickly um, yeah. at the end of the movie. That would be a cool idea. Um, it, I don't. I just can't see them bringing him back at this point in a, you know, in the main movies because you know he's old. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how they would do it unless they go back in time and do something, whether it's like a, a TV show on Disney plus or, or what they do, or if they do something like the black widow movie where they show what happened in between. Um, but hopefully uh, Anthony Mackie is safe with where he's at. Yeah. He, he, I think he deserves his chance. And yeah. I think uh, like the Falcon character I find pretty cool, but of course, you know, people are going to more relate to the captain America character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Hopefully everything works out and both sides can work on it. I did. I never thought of the fact that they could probably make an entire movie series or probably more movies just based off of America, uh, Captain America prequel or yeah. something like that. Like anything that happened before Avengers Endgame, you can probably talk about. So true. Yeah. Or there's all that time when everybody was dusted before they came back. Right. There's something there, too. But yeah, they have options. So. Yeah. Do you want to talk about WandaVision? Yeah, I I do. This is, is, I've been waiting for this because you watched it before I did. And when you texted me and you were like, did you watch it yet? And I was like, no, I didn't. And I said, is it good or not? And you were just like, just watch it and then we can discuss. So I'm excited to see what you thought of it because I have my opinions. So uh, first off, what I'll say is is I enjoy WandaVision. Episode one and two are good i think but i think the main reason i'm interested in it is this is such a darker story mm-hmm. than what they're usually trying to tell with mcu and wandavision the first two episodes are shot in black and white with slight <laughs> color slight yeah <laughs> and they use that color in a way that's shocking and tells you something about what's going on in this world and we usually do spoilers so we're gonna do spoilers here yeah. as well so if you don't want to talk about spoilers stop at the 46 minute mark and <laughs> yep. probably go watch it and then come back to us but in the first episode you know every everything doesn't everything seems pretty normal because i i don't know what to expect from wandavision if i'm being completely honest i really yeah. came in this with no expectations of what this was going to be but with wandavision here you know they're playing like i don't even know is it like 1920s tv uh it was based off of the dick van dyke show which i think was like the 50s okay so 50s yep and you know wanda and vision are live trying to live these normal lives even though they're superheroes and the first episode there's there's a classic mistake on the calendar where um it just has a heart but it doesn't say why and you find out that wanda thinks it's their anniversary when it turns out that vision's boss mr heart is coming over for dinner and i guess how he forgets that is beyond me because he's a computer but regardless it's we you know this this plays out you know they try to make it seem as you know perfect or you know normal as it looks but then things get weird 
where <laughs> the and I this I was so enamored with this one scene where they're eating they're eating their dinner and he starts to choke and the woman just keeps saying stop it stop it stop mm-hmm. it and it's it's getting to the point where she's looking insane like it, she's getting psychotic so eventually Wanda goes vision stop it and you know vision does the whole thing where he stops the man from choking and they completely gloss over the fact that he just started choking and he's been saved and then they leave and then they're happy with with breakfast when or sorry their dinner when it didn't seem like they were going to enjoy it at all and it is such a weird (laughs) weird episode and and this is why like i didn't want to spoil anything for you before you watched it craig because what's Mm -hmm. really keeping me going is what the heck's going on right because at the end of episode one you get a cut scene to where somebody is watching this tv program with the sword logo yep and after and i don't know much about comic books but i had to do some research about what this logo meant mm-hmm. and this is the and this is their the organization's called sword right and they're uh, i'm just trying to think of a way to put it they're kind of a they're like shield yeah, an interstellar version yep. of Shield, maybe. Yep. So they're they're watching over Wanda and Vision on the TV screen. Um, I kind of went through in depth what episode one was. So if you want to <laughs> go, what happens with episode two? Because so, it's just as it's just as crazy. But yeah. Um. So first and foremost, like I think it, this series is fantastic so far. Uh, I had so much fun, like just taking the the episodes as like sitcoms, I think is they're good, right? Like they're funny, they're entertaining. But after like I watched both back to back and then I went down like there's some stuff that I caught that I knew, but like I went down a solid hour rabbit hole looking up theories on what all this stuff meant Um because, you know, at the heart of the show, that's what everybody's doing. They're like, oh, I think this is what this means and, and all that. Um, with that, you know, that heart on the calendar, um, the one that I personally believe is it's on the August 23rd is what the calendar says. Um, and then, you know, if you read that as 23-8, which is 238, if you go to the Avengers um, comic book episode, you know, whatever, 238, is when uh, Vision is reawakened after being deactivated, which would make sense. Um, So that's the one I'm kind of leaning towards. Um, I'm also, as an overarching theme, leaning towards the fact that this is all in Wanda's head um, and that she's kind of making up all this stuff. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, S.W.O.R.D. has been something that, you know, I feel like they're trying to help her. Um, and get her out of whatever she may be going into. And again, I think this is leaning towards leading up towards like the uh, Doctor Strange movie coming up. And then also it's supposed to be tied into, I guess, the next Spider-Man movie as well. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot that they're trying to set up here. Um, that second episode, which revolves around a talent show uh, for the neighborhood, which, you know, there's a lot of there's even more weird things going on in this episode, you know, it starts with them being awakened by loud bangs from outside. And they think it's a tree branch, I believe is what they initially think. Um, but later when Wanda goes out, she finds a helicopter with the sword logo and it's in color. 
which I think is that the first time we see color in the show. Yes, it is. Yep. Okay, so she finds that in the bush. Um, they don't explain that at all. Uh, you have this whole setup with the neighbors, you know, trying to come up with what they're going to do for the talent show, which, you know, Wanda and Vision are doing a magic show. Um, they keep saying it's for the children. And every time they say it, they're like chanting it like a cult, which is weird. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> it's very creepy. Uh, but yeah, you have that. You have them, you know, they do the talent show and it's pretty funny. Um, Vision is is kind of like drunk because he eats gum and swallows it accidentally and it gets caught up in his gears inside, which I thought was hilarious. Him drunk was hilarious. Um, but there's a lot of weird things you have, you know, at the end of the episode, Wanda and Vision, when they finally say for the children, as soon as they say it, Wanda is pregnant, which I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have, I think one of the interesting things was the uh, little commercial in between. Yeah. Um, you know, they had one in the first one too, which was a, what was it? A toaster? It was a, yeah, it was a Stark Industries toaster. Right. And then that, you know, I guess that light was red in the first episode. So that may be the first color, but um, yeah, that one. And then in the second one, you had the watch, which it was, uh, what was the name of the company? I'm trying to remember what it was, but it the did have deltoid or something. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up, but it did have the, uh, um, the Hydra logo in the middle of the watch as that well. Did, yeah. um, but anyway, the name of the watch and I'm blanking and I'm sorry, I'll have to look it up. Um, was also a villain from the comic books. Uh, let me see real quick. Cause I don't want to get it wrong. Cause people hate me if I get it wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think of the second episode? So it's Strucker. Strucker. Yep. So Strucker, Strucker, Strucker in the uh, comic books. And I think also when they first introduced Wanda way back in age, one of the Avengers movies is the one that uh, experimented on Wanda and her brother, which gave her her powers. Okay. So tons of tie-ins. Yeah. And with this episode too, like the whole cult type meeting and you can yeah. tell that something weird is going on in there's two storylines. One where Vision is going to this neighborhood watch like meeting at the library and it just ends up being them messing around. <laughs> yeah. And the other part, which I found more interesting, is when Wanda is at the community meeting where they're talking about what to do for the talent show. One, she gets close with this girl, and I can't remember her name, but she they're talking, and you know, Wanda asks, oh, what brings you here? And then she goes, well, I don't know. Like, she right. has no idea why she's there. Right. And then two, the community manager seems to kind of have some sort of weird thing going on where she she gets really angry when people are talking over her she keeps chanting for the kids mm -hmm. and when wanda and her are kind of talking to each other you know personally she gets angry at wanda and cracks the glass which is where you get the red blood stain which is when we see another uh visible color right in the show and maybe it's just me and like my uh broadcast journalism background but these shots are gorgeous. Like they, yeah. they're really fun to see with the editing and everything like that. And then on top of that, the moment that happens, there's the radio in the background that, you know, it keeps asking Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda, who's doing this to you, you know, Wanda, what's go, you know, who's doing this to you, Wanda. And then it cuts out. And 
I think Wanda is now starting like, or even in episode two is kind of trying to discuss what's going on. And then on top of that too, later in the episode, um, they go outside and there's literally this dude like coming out of a <laughs> kind of a sewer, a, a sewer area and he's covered in bees. Yep. And Wanda literally says, no, like we're not doing this. And then she reverses time. And I'm not sure if she's cognizant that she reversed time, but she, she, Wanda, you know, Vision has no idea that she reversed time and they go on with their merry day. They save for the kids and, you know, she's suddenly pregnant. So it seems like Wanda has some sort of control over this world. And I'm not sure whether or not she knows it yet, because at the end of episode two, the, the entire world starts to show up in color. And I'm not sure if right. I'm interested to see what Wanda kind of knows or figures out because it's it's very clear that this entire whatever it is is revolving around her and she can control it. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I mean, I feel like every week we're just going to have to give our theories and then we'll see if we're right. <laughs> um, me personally, you know, they never explain what that you know, those loud bangs that they keep hearing are, um, my personal opinion would be that, you know, she does find that helicopter with that has the sword logo on it. I feel like those loud bangs was, you know, the helicopter going in, but also I think it was all the people that we meet in this episode, including the one who says she doesn't know why she's there. Um, I think it was all of them coming in maybe to try and help Wanda and then being kind of sucked into Wanda's, uh, I don't even know what you call it, her world that she's creating, because it's very obvious that she can change whatever she wants in this world. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have the, the, you know, the beekeeper guy coming out of the sewers, you know, her saying no, and then it changes, you know, is, is I think proof that she can do whatever she wants to this world. So I have a feeling it's hers. She's just creating this. I don't know if you call it an illusion or whatnot, but um, the for the kids thing, obviously there are no kids anywhere to be seen, right? Like they're yeah. just, there's just none. Um, but they keep saying for the kids, uh, you know, there's, you, you know what, actually though, like they keep saying for the kids, I'm almost positive. There was a kid diving into the pool right okay. before the, right before the community meeting scene starts. So I think there is a kid and I think that's, that's one of the kids. Okay. Um, you know, if, if I had to, I guess if I'll pick, we'll see if it ends up being true or not. Um, I don't know that they've really announced any villains for this next phase of the Marvel movies yet, but to me, this seems like they're heading towards uh, his name is like Mephisto, I believe, um, who is he's kind of like a demon. Um, he can like convince people to sell their souls. He can manipulate just like Wanda can. Um, I know he has like a history with Wanda in the comic books. So I feel like this is where they're headed. I don't know if he's going to be like one of the main villains or if they go a different route, um, but he could be an interesting villain that could tie into Dr. Strange as well. So that'll be my theory um, so far as all these people are trying to help Wanda out. But for whatever reason, either it's her or an outside forces, you know, preventing them from helping her. But regardless, like, us only getting a 20 minute episode every week now, it's going to be torture because I'm super invested into where this goes. Yeah. And 
it's it's really hard to explain like to somebody else who's like never seen Marvel about yeah. why the show is so weird, but I am so interested in the dark undertones and those, <laughs> yeah. those moments of like creepiness that come mm-hmm. out are some of the most engaging moments that I've had like from TV in a long time. Yep. And you know, it, it helps that yes, I you know I like Vision and you know wanda and we kind of have a connection with them due to the mcu and just just the way that they're going with this show i'm so excited to see what happens and you know this is this is something that disney plus needed as long as this show continues to be good you're gonna have a reason to keep your your subscription because you know first it was pretty much only for the mandalorian and the occasional movie that pops up yeah but you know, I've seen like the theory videos on YouTube about this series, and now that you've watched it, I have to watch it too because there's so <laughs> much. There's so much I don't know because I don't know enough about like the MCU and the comic ties that it has. If I called correctly, the villain, you will never hear the end of it from me. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, we do a podcast, and it's open to the public. You know, it should be known that you're the first one to. I don't know if I'm the first one, but like. For sure, that's where I'm leaning, and it's so, like, I feel like it's an out-there guess, but this is going to be interesting. I don't think once these all come out, like, it would be interesting to go back and watch it and see if it has the same effect as it does when, like, you're getting this slow drip every week of information and you're trying to figure it out. I think it'll still be fun to go back and watch, but it's not going to be the same as it is right now. So, I don't know, like, I guess you could wait until they all come out and binge watch it, but I think it's more fun to do it this way. It's absolutely more fun to do it this way. Yeah. But with that, you have anything else then, Craig? Nope, I'm good. So with that, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Time kind of flew by here. I didn't I didn't know if we were going to make it to an hour this week, <laughs> but we did anyway. Yep. And with that, if you know, first off, thank you for listening. If you liked the podcast, please make sure to follow it on Spotify or whatever you're listening on and share it to your friends if you think, you know, we're worthy and I think we're worthy, I guess. Yeah. But if you want to be involved with us at all, you know, we have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, we have a Twitch, which isn't dead. It's not dead. (laughs) I streamed twice this week. So we can't say it's dead and I'm going to continue to stream on it uh, regardless. So if, if anybody is interested in just kind of hanging out, talking about video games, I'm playing kingdom hearts in proud mode, which is extremely hard for me. So I'm, I'm having fun with that, but it's no longer a dead Twitch channel. So <laughs> I look I look forward to seeing you guys all there and make sure to follow the uh, or at least visit the website highsensitivitygaming.com where we post articles, pretty much pretty much um, self pieces about gaming, you know, reviews that we have on the games that we play as well. So we'd appreciate any support you guys could give us. Yeah, absolutely. And then with that, I'll see you guys next time. Later.